Welcome to In the Wake with Whitney. Here on this podcast, we cover mental health, life lessons, mindset growth, and tons of storytelling. Together, we'll laugh, we'll cry, and everything in between. I'm your host, Whitley Rogers. I'm a certified life coach and mental health advocate. I'm also a survivor of sexual and mental abuse. I'm here to open up those conversations that are normally uncomfortable or hush-hush in society. Keep listening for bits and pieces of my personal journey and insights along with other interviewees. If you even dared click on this episode. Hi. Hey. Hello. I'm proud of you for being here. You are brave for being curious and trying to step into the world of meditation because meditation can be scary. I mean, at least for someone who's never tried it before, right? It's foreign to majority of us. It's unknown. But bear with me. Put on your pants of courage and hear me out. If you are anything like me, the mention of meditation makes your mind automatically jump to a monk high on a mountaintop, sitting crisscross with his hands in an okay position, making the sound home for hours on end. Am I the only one that pretended to do this as a kid? Or was I just weird? I mean, when my mom would tell me to do something, I'd sit in that monk pose, close my eyes, and chant home to ignore her, and she didn't think it was as funny as I did, obviously. I don't even know if monks really do that. Maybe it's just from the movies. Anyway, if you haven't ever really meditated, you may have one of these predetermined ideas in your head, like I did. But it's not really like that at first. So let me explain to you my experience, some different forms of meditation, and how you can start to practice and master the art of meditation with me. I want to make this clear from the beginning. Whenever I have mentioned meditation to people close to me in my life, I usually get two different responses. The first response is usually a repulsed, weirded out vibe. People think it's all woo-woo stuff and they cringe and shy away. They want nothing to do with weirdo spiritual hippies like me and they get really uncomfortable at the mention of anything like meditation. Whatever, right? The second response is usually a bit more accepting of the word, but they're like, yeah, that's great for you. How cool, but I can never meditate because my mind just won't shut off. So if you had either of those initial responses to this podcast episode, again, hear me out. A note to the first person. I know this may be an uncomfortable thing for you. It's out of your realm of normal or your comfort zone, and you would never stoop down to the level of hippies, right? But keep an open mind for me. What if, what if you benefited from meditation? Could believing in and trying meditation serve you? What if you could become more focused, more at peace, more calm, and happier in your life by practicing it? Give it a try. It won't hurt you. Just give it a chance, I promise. Note to the second person. When your automatic response is that you can't meditate, one, you are already accepting defeat. You're convincing yourself that it's not even a possibility for you. And that's sad and pathetic, okay? And two, honey, 
Nobody is a master at something from the very start. That's why they called it a meditation practice. And three, meditation isn't really about silencing your mind. So it turns out you're in luck. Now, the first time I experienced meditation, and I'm talking really experienced meditation, not just from watching Master Shifu meditate, I was really hard on myself. I started a meditative yoga class, and probably for about the first year in yoga, I struggled on my mat. I carried all of my anxieties, my worries, and stressors and to-do lists to my mat, and I couldn't seem to let them go, so I beat myself up. When my mind wandered to those random thoughts, I scolded myself for not focusing during my meditative yoga class. I wanted to be perfect at meditation. I thought I needed to silence my brain from all of the outside stuff. I was expecting to have zero thoughts and just sit there in perfect stillness. But when, of course, that didn't happen, I rolled my eyes, I grit my teeth, and I got real mad at myself and my brain. Sometimes it even brought me to tears laying on that mat mat each week. I just wanted to go to yoga and feel peace and get away from my anxious mind and depressive mood, but it wasn't happening for me. And you know why? I was in the wrong state of mind about it. I had these expectations that were unrealistic and not achievable, so I kept falling short. And it wasn't even that the meditation or yoga instructor was doing anything wrong. I was just trying too hard, and I was doing something outside of what could be considered meditation. It wasn't until I was reading a book this past year that mentioned the art of meditation that everything clicked for me. So I'm here to share with you what I've learned and where that journey has taken me since. Look, life is so fast. Time seems to get faster and faster as each year goes by. The days, the months, your whole life seems to flash before you, before you even get to experience them. Everyone is always go, 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 do, do, do. It's to-do list after to-do list. It's one activity to the next. It's moving on to the next milestone before you're even done soaking up the one you're in. And as your life is put on fast forward, the world around you is even faster. Everything is instant at our fingertips, from Google to social media to texting. You have instant information, instant contact with people, instant news. The world is always in uproar over something, and everything is in so much chaos that you almost forget to breathe. Wait, what? Of course I'm breathing. I wouldn't be alive if I stopped breathing. Okay, not in a literal sense. I'm meaning that it's as if we are holding our breath because we are too busy for that nonsense. There are so many other things to get done that breathing is our last priority. And I mean really breathing. Feeling the air fill your lungs with life. Really being aware that the only reason you are living is because of that breath. Meditation gives you that breath of fresh air from your life of sucking and holding it in. Meditation gives you that release. Meditation gives you the calm in all of your chaos. It gives you the quiet silence in a constant world of noise. But I've observed that society fears this silence. 
We fear sitting with ourselves, free from our phones, our TVs, magazines, people, noise, distraction. The moment things around us become quiet, we put in headphones of music, turn up the TV, press play on Netflix, talk on the phone. The moment our brains start to quiet down, we distract and avoid with numbing activities like scrolling through social media, playing games, reading, watching. We disguise silence as boredom, and everyone is trying to outrun this silence or boredom. A lot of people get really uncomfortable, uneasy, squirmy in silence, both in social situations and within themselves. But why? Why has silence gotten such a bad rep and negative connotation? Our minds are always in motion. They are distracted by a million problems and to-do lists and future endeavors. This isn't just people with anxiety or ADHD. Everyone's mind is running, working, thinking, always. It never gets a break. Even when you're sleeping, it's dreaming up all sorts of things. So with all of this going on 24-7 our entire lives, I don't understand why more people crave meditation. It's the break you deserve. It's the inner peace, the calm, the release, the breath we are all wishing we had. Meditation has been found to benefit your brain and body in so many different ways. It's been found to relieve stress, increase your ability to focus, boost your mood or happiness. Meditation can strengthen immune systems, increase self-control, reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression. It can increase creativity, release tension or pain, and improve your memory. Meditation can bring you self-awareness, strengthen your intuition or inner voice. It can bring you to the present moment and fill you with peace and love. I don't know about you, but I sure want all of that for myself. Every last bit I can get. So here's the thing. There's no wrong or right way to meditate. There's no wrong or right way to meditate. Did that register with you? There's not a step-by-step criteria for what you need to be doing. I know that frustrates some people, especially if you're someone like me who needs security in knowing I'm doing something correctly. But knowing that there is no wrong or right way to meditate is liberating. It's freeing. It means that every single one of you are capable of doing it. So how do you know you're doing it if there's no wrong or right way? Let me explain myself. There isn't a dedicated time or place you have to meditate. You can do it at work, in your office, in your bed at home, in your car, in the bathroom, outside, inside, upside down. I mean, although I wouldn't recommend upside down. That's uncomfortable. You just need to set aside a quiet place, free of distraction, where you can have a moment alone. And I call this my Zen Den. My Zen Den is my bedroom. I have a salt lamp, my essential oil diffuser, incense, dim lights, just a cozy atmosphere. And this is where I can relax, distraction-free in silence. But maybe 
your only quiet moment alone is in the bathroom. Or maybe you'd rather be in the park or in a yoga studio. Your Zen Den doesn't have to be the same every day. It doesn't have to be glamorous. It just needs to be a space dedicated to you. Just pick a place. It also doesn't matter what time of day you do it. Personally, I dedicate the hour after I wake up to silence, meditation, reading, writing. Yes, this means I have to wake up an hour earlier (laughs) just so I have time to meditate, but it's so worth it. I recommend the morning because it's free from the distractions of your day. Plus, it helps me start my day with peace and calmness. It helps me set up my day with intention. But if that doesn't work for you, that's okay. And I don't just meditate in the morning. I also meditate for before I have to study for a test. It helps me increase my focus and productivity. Or I meditate before going to a big event or crowd that gives me anxiety in order to calm myself before that even happens. I meditate before I go to bed in order to reflect on my day or help me silence everything around me to fall asleep more easily. Already, do you see what I mean when I I say there's no wrong or right way to meditate? You don't have to be a monk on a mountain. There's different ways to meditate. You can meditate with silence and breathing. You can meditate with a guided teacher and a focus through a class, YouTube, an app. You can meditate to ponder a question or an idea. You can meditate to a chant or a mantra. You can use meditation as a way to connect to a higher being that you believe in. Whatever meditation practice aligns with you, and it can be more than one, or it can be different depending on the day. So set aside a time in your day to silence the world around you and welcome the silence within you. When meditating, you can sit, lay, stand, whatever is comfortable for you. It's not required that you sit crisscross. I personally like laying down. As long as I'm not too tired, that I'll just fall asleep. Your position is the same as your time and place. It's all up to you because you create what works for you during meditation. It's also a common myth that meditation means your mind has zero thoughts. Zero. None. That's just not possible, though. Telling your brain to be quiet will make it spin faster and faster. It's like telling a teenager not to do something. So, of course, they go out and do the exact opposite of what you told them. Or if you told your brain, hey, don't you dare think of carrots. As soon as you say that, your mind automatically pulls up an image of carrots and all the information and stories you have related to carrots. The point is, you can't just tell your brain to stop thinking. Instead, meditation is knowing that thoughts will come while you are trying to silence your inner dialogue. This means when a thought pops up into your head during your practice, you don't judge and scold and beat that thought away. You don't throw in the towel and give up as soon as you have a thought. Instead, you allow that thought space without judgment or criticism. 
You allow it to flow in, you acknowledge its presence, and then let it go. You release it. You don't entertain the thought and create stories around it. You just let it go. Meditating is allowing the thoughts to flow through you, in and out, in and out. And if you're concentrating on your breath with a conscious, full-heartedness, your mind can't really think of anything else. Your brain doesn't multitask, even if you think it it can't. And since breathing just happens, you aren't ever really thinking about it. But when you are intentionally inhaling and exhaling, your mind will focus on that. And when your mind wanders to a random thought, it's just a reminder to bring yourself back to your breathing. And when you're breathing, you can count the inhale and the exhale. Or you can say the words, inhale, exhale. Or something I like to do is assign words to my inhale and exhale. For example, inhale, surrender, exhale, let go. Inhale, calm, exhale, chaos. Inhale, peace, exhale, love. Whatever mantras or words resonate with you in your practice. Another breathing technique is placing one hand on your chest and the other on your belly. This allows you to feel the rise and fall of your breath. It connects you to the deepness of the air that flows through you. So another thing that you can choose for your meditation practice is whether you have your eyes open or closed. If closing your eyes puts too many images in your mind, you might want to open them. And as you open them, create a soft gaze and focus forward. But if having your eyes open is too distracting or you avert your eyes too much, try closing them to the darkness of your eyelids. I've also heard that some people light a candle and focus their eyes on the flame. I've never personally tried this, but I'm definitely going to be testing it out. I'm also an awkward person, so I never know what to do with my hands in any situation ever. (laughs) But with meditation or yoga, you can face your palms upward or your palms downward. Your palms upward symbolizes receiving, meaning you are ready to receive whatever your meditation practice brings to you. You want to receive peace, a calm nature, love, etc. Your palm downwards symbolizes grounding, meaning you are using your meditation as a grounding technique if you are anxious, stressed, or angry. Personally, I did a guided meditation on anger before I started recording these podcast episodes because my sister stole my pants and naturally I was pretty angry. So I couldn't really focus on the work I had to do with my podcast. So I had to do, well, I didn't have to, but I chose to do a meditation, a guided meditation on anger. And I was able to release my anger and refocus on my breath so that I was able to get my work done. I think that covers most everything with meditation. But as you are a beginner, 
I would recommend using a guided meditation, either through a class, YouTube, or an app. One of my favorite apps is called Calm, C-A-L-M. I like this because it has simple breathing meditations or body scans, but it also has specific series of meditations, like, for example, anxiety or stress or focus or the anger meditation I had done before this episode. It also has meditation series for kids. And then the cherry on top, this app has sleep meditation series. Because the moment I get into bed is when my mind is running the fastest. But as soon as I turn on one of these sleep meditations, I'm out in five minutes, guys. No joke. So I'll link a few different meditation apps that I love in the show notes below. These guided meditations will strengthen your skills so that soon enough you'll be able to quiet your mind on your own. I also want to say that your meditation practice does not have to have a certain time limit. You can practice for as little as five minutes every single day, and it will still make a huge difference. An hour, 30 minutes, 10, 5, whatever you're capable of that day. If you aren't doing a guided meditation, then I would recommend setting a timer on your phone. And you won't be a monk by day one, but that's why they call it a meditation practice. It takes building up your skill. It's working the muscle of your mind. So start wherever you are right now and grow from there. And because it is a practice, you should keep at it, practicing it daily or multiple times a day. So following this episode, I did a bonus episode for all you wake warriors. Double feature. (laughs) The next episode is a 10-minute guided meditation and pep talk. I had my dad and my brother listen to this guided meditation and follow it. And after giggling at my meditation voice, they got over it and they were able to feel the inner peace and silence their minds. So keep listening and you can apply everything we just talked about in your first meditation practice. I hope this podcast left you feeling empowered, better understood, and less alone in this crazy thing called life. If you like what you hear, leave a rating or review and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening and tune in next time.